1: Hello
2: everybody, it is not Terry O'Renga, today it's Betsy Hicks. I'll be joining you the first Tuesday of every month instead in of Terry so that she can have a little bit more time and I can have fun with my wonderful friend and fabulous guest here, Kristen Selvi gonzalez Hi Kristen, how are you today? Hi Betsy, how are you? I'm doing great. I am great. Now so I, I gave Kristen a little bit of the heads up before and I have to tell you all and it's going to be lightly humorous, but today I am teaching health ed at a high school in my county. They've asked me to come and teach these kids today all about uh, things like artificial colorings and high fructose corn syrup and all these other things that I've been teaching them all day about. So um, there's going to be bells going off. <laughs> so what is it? Every time a bell goes off an Angel gets his wings, is that the... <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> or or we go into sensory overload either way. either way, Exactly. So um if you hear the bell, uh, um just just kind of laugh it off and I will try to 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 keep from uh, you having it, it it's not a really annoying bell, I have to say. It's not too bad. So uh, but that's where I'm at today is uh Delavan Darien High School having some fun. And we've got such a good show today because it's something that everybody has to to work with in one way or another, and that's pretty much how to shop in a health food store. you know all of all of our listeners out there, we know you're shopping uh, even if you're shopping at a local market that has a health food section, this is going to be a show that's really going to help you and we have both Kristen and I have so much to share about this Kristen, i got to tell you when I first started on a gluten casein free diet um, fifteen years ago uh, six or about fourteen years ago. You know, I'd go to a health food store, and the only things that were there that were gluten-casein-free was um, they had rice milk back then, and they (laughs) had rice cakes, and that was about the extent of the gluten-free foods. Uh, You know, there were certainly companies back then that now, like Allergy Grocer used to be called Miss Robbins, and back then they, um, you know, they were a great male catalog, but they Nowhere near the choices you have today. So back in my days, it was a struggle just to find anything. Now you have so many choices that you really need to be kind of selective, and it takes even longer. When when you have two choices, it doesn't take very long in the store. <laughs> Well, well, even,
3: you know, touching on that, um, you know, it, the food gets better and better and better every year. And so I really want to highlight to people that, you know, if you tried it even two years ago and you think, Oh, it was disgusting, I mean, I, you know, just know that the recipes get better. They're learning new ways. Um, I think over five and a half years ago um, with Jackson, I can't believe I time you know fast the time goes by but i remember some of it tasting like cardboard oh yeah. and when i say that people laugh but i have to tell you you can go into the health food stores now and there is just aisles and aisles and aisles of just gluten-free casein free um and now they're even adding things like you know soy-free corn-free right. sections and right. it's they're really learning um better
2: recipes for us to try it's a, it is a challenge. Now, Kristen, you, you know, but uh, maybe not all the listeners know, I own a small health food store. We don't have produce, but we have um, gluten, casein-free items as well as uh, supplements. And then we, we also have grass-fed beef and organic chickens and things like that, pasture-raised chickens and things such as that, things that can be frozen. And we have frozen breads and stuff. And it really it becomes, you know, it's every time now and then my office manager comes up to me and she's like, okay, what? we don't have that much shelf space, so what are we going to focus on? and um, this is something that I really like people to know because you know your local health food store only has so much shelf space, and one person may really need a corn-free, soy-free, egg-free, but are they going to be able to sell the rest of the case because they have to buy them in cases. So it's important to know that your health food store can usually get a lot more than is on their, their shelves, especially if you're willing to buy a case of it. And, and most health food stores will give you 10% discount if you buy a case.
3: Absolutely. Um, I know that we've gotten. you know, we buy so many different, um, you know, varieties of stuff. But I know if you're making, let's say, for, you know, a, a young coconut kefir, if you want to buy a case of coconuts, they'll give you a discount. If you want to buy cases of water or, you know, whatever you can figure out to buy a case, of, a lot of times, they'll um, mostly, always, they'll give you a discount. But also, if you have, um, a lot of times people just don't need a case or they don't have space for a case. Right, Um, And so this would also be a good opportunity to talk to some of your other families in your area that are also on special diets with their children and go in on it. And I know a lot of support groups, they do that. And so that really helps as well.
2: Definitely. So, Kristen, as soon as I got my son's food intolerance test back um, from a doctor years ago, before I even met my husband, and I saw that he had dozens and dozens of food intolerances, I went to Whole Foods and i have to say i walked through the aisles and within 20 minutes i started to cry it was mm-hmm. so scary and so overwhelming to me all these labels all these ingredients not knowing what what is guar gum what is xanthan gum what you know what is agar all these things and and i didn't know if they were safe or not and of course nowadays labeling is way better than it used to mm-hmm. be but but can you give somebody the tip who's entering a, a big health food store for the first time as to, you know, how to not get overwhelmed? You know, at smaller health food stores, you usually can find somebody to specifically help you. But at a bigger health food store, that can become more of a challenge. Oh, and I remember I was right
3: there with you. I mean, I remember when we first, you know, heard the word gluten and casein, and all of a sudden now I am i remember going to my local health food store, and it was overwhelming, and I was looking at all the labels. And, you know, here we're, we, we're not really um, – we're not really uh, educated on this, especially when you're pregnant. And I joke about this a lot, but when you're pregnant, you read the book What to Do When You're Expecting or, you know, what, what happens. And nowhere in there does it say... This is what you're going to do when your child becomes, you know, or has autism, and and it doesn't go over the list of gluten and casein and soy and corn and sugar, and it doesn't really talk about that kind of thing. And so I remember going in there thinking I was really, um, I was really at a disadvantage because I had no clue what I was doing, and I remember having all these cookbooks with me, and I'm asking the store, you know, what what's this ingredient and where do I find this? And I didn't even, I never even heard of some of these things, and so for me, one of the first things I always try to talk to people about, is because a lot of times, one, they're just really intimidated. I know I was going in there. And really, first, first and foremost, talk to your person in the health food store. Really get a rapport with them. Don't go when it's, um, you know, 5 o'clock, you know, on a Wednesday or a Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. Go during the middle of the day, um, maybe around 12, um, on a Wednesday or a Tuesday. And when they really have some time to really help you walk through the aisles, That first, that's like one of the first things I would do. And really talk to them and bring your recipe list or um, whatever you're trying to cook and explain to them why you're doing it. Um, and I've had so much success in different um, health food stores by just talking to them and explaining to them and not expecting them to help me on a Saturday at right. 2 o'clock when the store is jammed.
2: <laughs> you know, that, that's, such, that's such a good point. And, Kristen, I have to say that even in my own employees and most employees I see in health food stores, you know, this is not a job they're doing because it pays so well. This no. is a job they're doing because they have such passion for health food, and, and so these are not people that are just there for a boring job to have to show up every day. These are people that really want to be able to help you. They get excited about helping you. Absolutely, and so, you know, one the
3: first thing is I wouldn't shop when it was really, really busy, and um, and what I would do is I would really take it step by step. I wouldn't go in there with five pages of notes saying I need to buy everything and anything you have that's gluten-free, casein free Right. Remember to start slow and, you know, don't overwhelm yourself because, when when you start getting overwhelmed, imagine how your child might feel. And a lot of people will say, oh, my whole family's going to do it and we're throwing everything out of the cupboard. And, and really what ends up happening is um, you don't really know how to do some of the foods right away. You don't know how to cook some of the things. And then you start getting hungry.
2: <laughs> right.
3: And so it's important to take it step-by-step step, and also to really use that prepackaged food aisle for the time being. Um, not to say to stay there, but definitely use that prepackaged aisles of different gluten-free, casein-free in the frozen food section and use some of those tools that you have until you start making your recipes a little bit better.
2: Would you say, Kristen, that um, because I used to tell people this years ago, but the first few times you enter the health food store, as you're getting familiar with it, if you can at all get a babysitter for your child that those might be good times because you know the first few times when you're really having to read a lot of labels it can be really overwhelming for a child with autism absolutely i first i when i would go to the
3: health food store i remember bringing jackson and it was it added that much more stress to what i was doing so already i couldn't read the labels and then my son is crying and then the people in the store are kind of like looking at me a little differently and so you know, I want to definitely touch today on different ways, one, that we, how we can shop in health food store, two, on how we can help our child if we do have to bring our child in the health food store and we can help the people in the store understand what's going on. Oh. And um, I think that's going to be really helpful for parents when maybe that's the only option they
2: have, but there's some different ways we can do, uh, do it to make it easier for everybody. And if, if this, a lot of this is overwhelming. There's, there's so many Internet options now available as well nowadays, correct? Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, there's so many different things you can buy with
3: your flowers or your pre-baked goodies. And I know there's lots of mommies that got really, really creative and, you know, opened up their own baking kind of Internet uh, thing where they'll send you, you know, your cookies and your crackers and your breads. And then you have your even your – I think it's – I want to say it's called uh, GFMeals.com or something. They'll even put all recipes together for you. But, again, those are things that I would use um, as – I'm starting because I don't want people to get scared that they have to, you know, now get somebody else to do different things, even though that's a great, you know, option, um, especially if you're busy. But these are things that um, when we go in the health food store, your produce section, your meat section, these are things that we should not be afraid to to go into and recipes that we should absolutely uh, not be uh, afraid to try.
2: And, and, Kristen, t- talk uh, briefly, before we really get into the meat and potatoes of this, because we're going to be taking a break shortly, t- t- talk about your um, DVD that's coming out shortly, or is it out um, already? Well, no, it's about to come out. We're very excited about it. Um, if uh, they keep checking back
3: to uh, www.autismhopealliance.org, and that's autismhopealliance.org. Um, the DVD um, was created to help families um, just pretty much what we're talking about today, helping families how to shop in a health food store. It's 30 minutes long. The really exciting part was it was done with all volunteers. Wow. So not one person was paid for this DVD. And um, I'll, I'll, uh, when we come back from break, I'll just briefly tell you how that happened. But the monies um, are all going to be donated back to help families with scholarships and education across the country. So it's a real pay-it-forward kind of thing, and we're very, very excited about it. What's the cost of it, Kristen? Um, I believe it's going to be approximately $15, and that's after tax. And uh, it's 30 minutes, and it, it goes into three major health food stores, um, and we will just explain to people aisle by aisle on how to shop and then even has a cooking segment and an enzyme section on it as well.
2: Oh, my gosh. You know, you, you are like Superwoman. I swear. I don't know anybody <laughs> who does more in a day than you do.
1: <laughs>
2: all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we, when we get back, the fabulous Kristen Zobie Gonzalez, woman extraordinaire, is going to join us and give us all the tips we need. Stay,
4: stay tuned. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
5: Calm
2: Everybody, it is Betsy Hicks filling in for Terry today. And I am here with the wonderful Kristen Selby Gonzalez, and we are talking about shopping in grocery stores. and I, I as uh, health food stores, and as I explained to everybody at the beginning of the show, I am teaching a nutrition class today at uh, Delavondarion High School in Wisconsin and having a great time. Um, but you're going to hear intermittent school bells going off. The first one's probably going to off in a couple of minutes. Luckily, one of the bells went off during our break. So um, uh, now, now they're back in class in a couple of minutes. So, Kristen, let's talk about going into this store and and ways to make shopping easier. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, um, I wanted to quickly touch, because um,
3: I thought it's important, I think it's really important for people to understand um, when we're talking about the DVD real quickly. I wanted to just to kind of explain um, the DVD was all based on volunteers, like I said, but uh, to also let people know, which I was just super excited about, we went into a local uh, film school. In Southern California and we had people write, all the college kids had to write why they wanted to volunteer and be part of this. Wow. We had over, it was so exciting and we had over a hundred submissions. We picked two directors, they then had to pick their teams and over a thousand hours of volunteer, um, volunteers and went into this. And so I just think that's important to remember that the communities do really want to help us if we yes. educate them and let them know what's going on. Yes. They, they, They may not be able to help us every day, but there's different things like this, for example, this project, or going into a health food store and really um, educating the the staff on, you know, this is what autism is. A lot of staff really still don't, I mean, it's amazing, still don't really know what autism is. Right. And they've heard of it, but they kind of don't really know. They're afraid to ask. And so you were touching on that they should go in perhaps without their child the first couple times, and I absolutely agree with that. And I think not only... Should they go in um, and give themselves enough time to shop, but also go in there and ask, you know, um, who can I talk to um, in this department, whether that be the supplement section or the gluten free, casein free section, and explain their story? I think having. Um, other people on your team, and I think the health food stores is a big person on your team. So when you go in, they understand, oh, hey, you know, um, Betsy needs this for Joey or, you know, Kristen right. needs this for Jackson.
2: I think that really helps build uh, your community that much stronger. You know, Kristen, in, in addition to that, too, excuse me, the bell's going off, time for lunch. Um, <laughs> but in, in addition to that, I have. I, there's been many times when I've been, in the aisle of a health food store and buying a certain product and somebody will say to me, you know, I'm just, I'm just shopping there and they'll say to me, oh, is that good? Mm-hmm. And I think that if you see somebody buying a, a particular kind of cookie that people usually are thrilled to be able to answer your questions and say, yeah, my son really likes this one, but don't try this one because, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, I've wasted my money on this one or something such as that. Absolutely. Don't be afraid to talk to people and don't be
3: afraid to either, one, ask a question or give an opinion because you never know the difference you're making in that person's life. Right, and, and I constantly remind myself of that as well. Sometimes we're so busy going from point A to point B that we forget to stop and go, oh, wait, maybe I could help this person or maybe they, they want to help me. And, again, that's going back to the community, educating the community. And um, I think that if we continue to get nothing out of this other than really sharing the message in the community, it's going to make a world of difference. But um, one other thing, we were talking about this on break, was you know sensory, sensory integration, sensory overload. And what do we do when we do have to bring? Our child into the store, and I have some great um, tips that I've heard across the country. Things I've actually tried, and uh, just heard from other parents. And again, it goes back to educating wherever you're going, whether that be the health food store, the post office, um, even church. A lot of us we really get excited, and we think, "Gosh, okay, we have to we have to take our child at this particular time because it's the only time." And so. We wonder then why our child at 6 o'clock on a Thursday, um, you know, when it's rush hour and the health food stores are now covering their ears, you know, on the ground. And I don't like the word meltdown because I don't believe our kids are having meltdowns. I believe that they are really trying to make sense of a world that's not making sense to them because they're really in a sensory overload. Totally. And And they can't process all of that. And so, one, let's really not take our kids during the most busy time. Um, I think that that is going to be one of our biggest challenges and uh, something that we can absolutely do. Now, that's why it's important to educate the store, because what we can do, and these are some great tips, you could, instead of, okay, thinking I have to buy this, 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 and this, and your sensory overload becomes, um, you know, an overdrive when that happens as well, say okay i'm going to take my child perhaps it's going to be you know on that wednesday at 12 o'clock and we're not actually going to go all the way in the store maybe we're just going to drive and drive in the parking lot first let's help our child really get familiar with the surroundings and maybe we do that the first two times and then the next time we just walk out in the parking lot and maybe make it to the front of the store and then we go back and then the next time maybe we just walk in the store but now i've talked to you know Sam at the store, whoever know working there, they know we're going to walk in and they're going to just briefly say hi, but not super loud. They're just going to be kind of far away and smile, um, have a great expression on their face, and then I'm going to walk back out. And then we're going to practice this maybe five, six, seven times. And then the next time maybe I'm only going to go and buy one thing and make sure, again, not going when it's really busy and and really educating the stores that, you know, this is my child, this is what we're going to do, I'm setting my child up for success, not failure. And I think by doing these little tips, and, again, you don't even have to just do this in a health food store. You could do this at your church. You can do this at your post office, going into just to the regular shopping. Um, I do this even in my doctor's office. And so these are things to really help our child with the association that they don't really understand what's going on. And so we have to remember to see it through their eyes. We need to figure out how they may be feeling. And, you know, taking it step, little steps by steps are still huge victories for our children. So that's one way.
2: Okay,
3: another tip? Yeah, so another tip is, so now um, let's say uh, now you have a rapport at the store. Your child um, is still getting used to going in there. Um, but let's say you really have to go at 6 o'clock. Maybe that's the only time we have. Let's now go to the people in the store. Let's have them, and I've, believe me, I've done this more times than I can count. I will give them half of my list. And I will say, you know, please help me, and, you know, we're going to do this. And I am singing the whole time in the store. I'm being goofy the whole time in the store. I am really not caring. You know, Kristen, I can really
2: visualize goofy. that pretty well. That, 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 coming from you, that's a really easy thing to, to visualize.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going in there, and, you know, and I'm dancing, and I'm singing, and people are looking at me, but I don't really care because I know that that's going to help my child. Right. And, you know, if I have to make the butternut squash talk to me and, make a, you know, pretend all these different goofy things around butternut squash, I'm going to do it. And, you know, it really shows that I'm comfortable. So when I'm comfortable, my son can now see that, okay, this is a safe environment. And I think that's also something we need to remember. A lot of us aren't comfortable. We're We're in a kind of a panic mode. And so it's important to be really comfortable around our kids so we can model for them what we want them to be. And so that's another great tip. Another great tip, too, is um, to really, like I said, educate the store. But let's say now um, you're in the store, your child is, you know, having a sensory issue. Now that store person can go, let's say, to that mom that's maybe, like, not understanding, she's not getting what autism is, um, I've had this happen so many times. The store will go after those people. <laughs> I love it. And they'll say to them, you know, hey, you know, you might be giving a judgmental look. Let me explain to you what's happening with this child and how amazing is this family for what they're doing in the store. And wow. really just educating those people. And I got to tell you, as a mom, and I'm sure you'll appreciate this, Betsy, it's so nice having people on our team really cheering us on and supporting us
2: you know it's it, it's funny and um my son is almost 17 so i've i've been doing this a lot of years and um there was a there was a stage of my life where i was really bothered by the looks and and all of that but i think somewhere around long the ways after i hit 40 possibly because <laughs> 40 is definitely the age when you just don't give a crap anymore what people think <laughs> and so it's kind of funny. I, I I really kind of get a kick out of watching people and watching people, with Joey. I, I I get no tension when my son goes into um, and what what Joey's thing is his his most disturbing to others, things is he has uh, these loud, um, high-pitched squeals of delight, because he absolutely loves going to grocery stores. It's one of his favorite things in the world to do. So he'll squeal out in delight, and I I do get a kick out of it, but I understand. And and I have to give a slight tip at this point to all the moms out there who worry about their child disturbing anybody, and two, it really doesn't matter. You know, Mm -hmm. what they think really doesn't matter. If they're uneducated or whatever, if they give you funny looks, none of it really matters, uh, the older you get, the more you'll, <laughs> you'll realize that. Uh, but, but yes, I I, su- I certainly definitely know that it's always good to educate, and I just go through it with a smile on my face. If if um, he's whatever he's doing, I just keep that smile. And I, I have to say, I don't sing, but I think that that <laughs> think it's a good option, Kristen. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> now, I might try it now just to see if I can get some more looks, because that might, that might <laughs> entice me to 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 make more of a scene. That's kind of fun.
3: I dance, I sing, Jackson. I have race car races in the store. Like he'll go in and I'll see how fast we can go. We're going, we're making beep beep honk honk noises. Um, you know, we. Right. I, 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 you know, when you leave, you have so much more fun. And I think for me, I think I
2: have more fun than he does now. But yes, <laughs> it's, a, it's <laughs> well, definitely it's a fun good thing staff to do. the staff's explaining your son, but I hope the staff is explaining you also. <laughs> they're like she's, she's off the wall. I think they've now just got so used to me. They're like, okay, she's like the crazy mom, but we gotta
3: love. <laughs> (laughs) it
2: doesn't matter life's supposed to be fun that's what it's supposed to be about none of it has to be scary or bad or offensive it's just all perfect and right so um now i always had the tip of um always having something for my son to chew my son was my son's always been very oral so having Mm -hmm. some sort of a thing that he can chew is always a helpful thing for me
3: Absolutely, and I just finished, I was telling you earlier, I just finished a sensory course over the weekend called the Alert Program. It was the second time I took the class, and I just love it. And so if anyone wants to go to that website, um, they have, I think it's a workbook. It's called Take 5. Uh, they go to www.alertprogram.com. Um, they can look at um, their workbooks there, and um, there's some great things like with fidget toys or if it's something that they're one of their favorite foods that you can bring with you or um, even crazy straws and different things that they can can drink, and really helping that oral motor, depending on what sensory issues they have. But we notice if we're doing more heavy work, meaning, um, you know, giving more, uh, you know, if you're going to be sucking, that would be heavy work, or uh, giving them, um, maybe if they're littler and they're still in the cart, you can give them foot rubs as you're walking through the store and giving them some deep pressure that way. Um and these are some really great little tools that you can take. And fidget toys is a big deal. And um, so, if there's a favorite thing your child likes, either it be a koosh ball or um, something for them to squeeze. Sometimes that will just help um, balance them and help regulate. Self- they can uh, then help self-regulate themselves. And um, and that- those are some great tips uh, for them to do as well.
2: My son he still does. Loves to play with the plastic bags that the um, vegetables come in. We- he always rips one off for himself now and and kind of just stems on that for a little bit and enjoys just rubbing his hands on, on that. What, um, You know, and, and one other thing, because we're going to be going to commercial, I know, in a short period of time, but um, I would say, Kristen, in general, people who shop at health food stores are more... Maybe this... Uh, sorry for the bell. Are more <laughs> compassionate in general. I mean, don't don't you feel that people that are kind of concerned about their health, concerned about the environment, are definitely people that you know, really understand what you're going through? Absolutely. And I think
3: that, too, I remember one thing, and I know we're going to go to break soon, but I, I know that um, when I first started shopping in a health food store um, that uh, I thought everybody sang Kumbaya. However, there are a lot of normal people and people <laughs> just really concer- concerned hey, about their
2: health people in there. Kumbaya, too. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go to a quick break. St- stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs>
4: Opinions, Options, Answers. Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: Tune in on Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Healing the Grieving Heart, the program that takes you on a journey through grief after the death of a child.
5: Com.
4: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and
1: Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Hello,
2: everyone. It is Betsy Hicks, not Terry. Today I'm filling in as she um, Terry, Terry's another one of those superwomen who does more than her share of, of saving the world. So um, I am I, I fill in for her on the first Tuesday of every month, and I'm here with the wonderful Kristen Selby-Gonzalez, who's just a fabulous lady and wonderful advocate for, uh, for autism as well as uh, knows so much about nutrition. And, and with that being said, let's talk about uh, reading labels. Let's talk about knowing foods that are good because, Kristen, I think one big, excuse me for the the bell because I'm I'm at a school today teaching a class, Um, I think that a lot of people get the the misinformation that if it's gluten-free and casein-free, it's automatically good for you Mm -hmm. and I'd love for you to clear that up. Yes, because a lot of times people will say, oh, it's gluten-free, casein-free. It
3: must be really good, but we have to remember what else is in there. Is there sugars in there? Are there other dyes or are there preservatives? Is there something else in there that could trigger for our child? One rule of them I use, if I can't pronounce the word... (laughs) <laughs> what do I do. I thought I was the only person who thought like that. I'm so glad to know. We share that. You know, if it's seventeen letters long, there's something wrong with it. <laughs> and and so if you're looking at the ingredients and you're thinking, gosh, okay, um, you know, I, I know what um you know, I know what corn. I know what the word corn spells. You know, I I know what that is. I don't know what something seventeen letters long is. Now, and that's the other thing is to be careful. A lot of us we go the minute we do to gluten free, casein free. The very first thing we substitute is we substitute for our corn, our potatoes, our rice. Is we add lots and lots of sugars, and we're not looking at the other stuff that's in there. And I think it's important also, and I think we talked about this last time too, but. It's really important to look at your soys and your corns and really try to eliminate those as well and don't try to buy these prepackaged things that have you know they're just packed with that kind of stuff in it so I think it's important one to know what you're actually putting in your body or your child's body. Um, and, two, um, a lot of times people will say, well, it doesn't say gluten on the label, and that's when we put our detective hats on because um, a lot of times we're not really understanding maybe what gluten is. And maybe I should just give a quick definition for those who are new, and I try to always remember the newbies out there because we were there once. And, uh, you know, gluten is a protein found in wheat and other grains, things like your barley, oat, and rye. And casein is a protein found in dairy and other dairy-like substances, things like butter, cheese, and milk. And I think that's important to give that definition because a lot of us who have been around for a while, we know it, but if you're brand new listening, you might think, gosh, they keep saying gluten and dairy, you know, casein, what is that? So that's why it's important to know that it might not say gluten. It may say wheat. Um, It may say barley or oat. And that's why it's important to know, one, what the definition is, and then, two, what Are those ingredients? And so if you're looking at something and it doesn't appear to have gluten or casein in it, but it doesn't say anywhere on that label, gluten free, casein free, I recommend strongly to call up the manufacturer
2: and be able to find out.
3: Yes, ask the store, call the manufacturer, ask them, say, you know, is there, is there gluten and casein in this? And even if it's not in the product, are they being manufactured at a site that actually has gluten and casein for cross-contamination? Because that's also something we need to
2: be concerned about. Right, right. And, and so, so I think a lot of people do, have asked me, if it says that it's gluten-free, can you be comfortable that it is, in fact, gluten-free, or do you still need to look for, for anything else? Because and. and I don't know what your answer would be. <laughs> but, I mean, I would say, for the most part, yes, the, mm-hmm. especially if the food comes from Canada, which is one of the strictest labeling countries in the world. They're very, very strict. But have you come across it where that is not the case?
3: No, actually, um, if it says gluten-free, um, and I, and, you know, if it says gluten-free, casein-free or just gluten-free, I, I really trust that that's what it is. Um, I, haven't, I have not come across
2: uh, any place that says it and then it's, uh, you know, has a recall right. or anything. It, it is very tough for a food product to get a gluten-free label. It is yes. not an easy process. So they are not going to mess it up because if they lose that label, their, their product is as good as gone. So the, the, the contamin- there's really not a problem with contamination. However, uh, a few people have told me before that um, – uh the European oats and the European companies consider oats always to be gluten- free and maybe quite possibly in Europe the way that the oats are harvested they are always gluten- free okay. um, but uh, uh, that can be as long as they're not using Americanized oats um, that, that can, be a a fine statement to say why don't you talk a little bit about oats because it's so wonderful you know back when my son was on the diet the the oats were were never a possibility and now so many children have the opportunity to have oats well now they have so many different choices
3: and they do have gluten-free
2: but again those are things that
3: you just want to make sure that one you're either educated yourself or you're working with somebody who knows so you know what different signs because as our children start to um, heal and seal their guts, because a lot of our children have gut issues, as we know. Uh, We talk about this a lot. But um, it's important to then look at those other foods that they can try and oats being one of them if they're a gluten-free uh, version of that. And a lot of our kids are doing really well in that. And at the health food stores now, they are just, I mean, they have like those uh, containers now that, you, I mean, you can go in and there's just sections and sections of different things. And then on top of that, if you're doing something, I don't want to get too deep into this, but if you're doing something like the body ecology diet, you can even ferment a lot of your uh, different grains and your oats and that's considered uh, gluten-free as well.
2: Oh, it's, it's just wonderful having oats. But, uh, you know, I, I used to make um, oatmeal cookies with quinoa flakes, which, you know, there's still mm-hmm. quinoa flakes are a wonderful thing to use. But now the quinoa flakes can be a little strong. So it's nice that we have the options of gluten-free oats and we can make oatmeal cookies with like maybe half quinoa flakes and half oatmeal flakes and to, to be able to get a good variety of different types of nutrition in there. And you don't always have to add
3: sugar, as many of us know. Depending on, you know, if honey is okay, or even um, I like to use like a little pear sauce, and um, that then will take the substitution of that sugar. Because that's the other mm-hmm. thing that a lot of us we buy all these gluten free, casein free products, but if you really look at the sugar in those products, some of right. them are just just packed with sugar. And I think it's important to also look at how we, having to make it ourselves, we actually know exactly what goes into um, to our cookies or our breads or whatever we're trying to make for our child.
2: I know it's so hard for so many parents who are looking for the the convenience of having as many packaged foods as possible. But in general, you're not going to get a lot of nutrition from prepackaged foods. You need to be <laughs> working still with the majority of the diet to be on whole ingredients, whole whole meats and whole vegetables, and uh, working to get those foods down and fruits uh, because they, they cannot leave, you know, cannot live on panda puffs, um, panda puffs. <laughs> And I, and, I, and I don't want to to diss panda the puffs, but um, you know they're fine as a as a as a reward or a special treat. But they are not something that your child should be munching and grazing on all day long. Well, I remember when I grew
3: up, we didn't. You know, I remember you know you had home cooked meals, and those prepackaged foods, those are those are really considered a treat. Right. And I wasn't on a gluten free, casein free diet myself. But if you just look at how most of us grew up. Most of us didn't get, you know, um, at least in my household, we didn't get the the packaged stuff. Those are always more expensive, and so right. it was always. I remember, you know, my family cooking, you know, the produce, you know, cooking from the meat department and cooking fresh vegetables, and and we always had that on our plates. And if we got a treat, that was really considered something like, wow, we never get this. Even cereals. I remember growing up, I didn't, I never had cereals. Like I was never one of those kids that got the sugary cereals. Um, my family, we always did the oatmeal and different things like that, and so that was. A really big treat, and maybe we need to go back and look at those prepackaged foods. Is not to never use them; use them. They're there to be used, but not to the extent that some of us are using them. I think using them as that special treat, or
2: you know, a reward, as you were saying. I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. I, I you know, I talk about this a lot in my book, Picky Eating Solutions, about that. Those kinds of foods are the reward for eating the foods that you really desire your child to eat. So you get those foods down first, then you go into the processed type foods as, as a good job. Now you can have, now you can have this. Because then you don't have to worry about their tummies getting full on stuff that's not going to give them nutrition. Remember, you can give your child calories and they, so that they don't starve, but just because they're calories doesn't mean you're giving them nutrition. Nutrition comes from whole foods, not from a bunch of um, dried cereals. And so when I see kids that live on cereals, and that's all they eat all the day, aside from the fact that they are running horribly acidic and are in desperate need of some pH basic and just some (laughs) alkalinity in their diet, some cultured vegetables, things like that, that aside from just their acidity, um, you're feeding their yeast, And they're not hungry at mealtime because they graze all day long on these kind of corn based cereals.
3: Absolutely. And we have to remember what we put in our children's body and in our own bodies really does have a direct effect on how they act, feel, and behave. And I say that over and over again, but people somehow forget that. And I don't know why, but I think it's so important to, to really remind ourselves that daily. What are we putting in our child's body and how is this going to affect their day-to-day? And especially if your child's in school and you're, you're having a child with autism or ADHD or um, more hyperactive and you're giving them those sugary you know cereals, even if it's a gluten-free, casein-free, and and then you get a note from the teacher saying, well, you know, so-and-so was really hyper today. Well, of course they are. Look what you're feeding them.
2: Right. It makes Hy- sense. Hyperness followed by total being out sure, of it. Yeah, because, like a crash. <laughs> because eventually that hyperness has to crash. Um, now, I one other thing that I, I'm not sure if you frown upon or not, but I do... I, and, and even as an owner of a health food store, I don't mind this. I will, you know, if I'm going through and trying to keep my, my son happy and he brings me a bag of chips and he wants to open the chips, I won't l- let him open everything that he puts into the cart. But I do let him open something and kind of snack his way through the aisles. Do you really frown on that, Kristen? Kristen?
3: No, I think that's great. I think that you're now he's helping participate in shopping, and I think that's when um, you know that's where we want all of our kids to be. I think that's wonderful. I, I can't wait for Jackson to do that. <laughs> well, that. so
2: so Joey's big thing is he he um, he now <laughs> he really doesn't understand money, but he definitely understands choices. So we go through the aisles, and he just starts loading the carts, um, and <laughs> and it's hard to to kind of get that concept of you know just okay, we don't need five boxes of this <laughs> and so um but just just but he recognizes the things that he knows and he loves and you know Kristen is one other fun thing i got i have to share because as you know um joey's really in an amazing place right now with his gut and, and he is not gluten and casing free any longer but i still try to keep foods as healthy for him as i possibly can and giving him whole grains but when we go through the grocery aisles He still chooses gluten free items. He still remembers and loves many things, even though now he has the choice of others. So, we're going to take a quick break right now. When we get back, I'll be back with Kristen Selby Gonzalez. We're going to talk a little bit about enzymes and their relation to all of this and which ones to to, to look for in the store. We'll be right back.
4: Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness You've read the books, listened to the CDs, and gone to the workshops to learn spirituality. Now there's a way to help you live it every single day. The Spiritual Workout with Stephen Morrison. Call with any issue at all, and Stephen will passionately help you see which of 15 universally spiritual concepts apply to your circumstance and how. Practice every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on The Spiritual Workout on 7th Wave Network. It's a practical path to a happier, more peaceful, and richer life experience. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: Welcome back to Autism One A Conversation of Hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866 472 5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry.
2: And I'm here with Kristen Selby-Gonzalez, and uh, if you're just joining us now, you've missed some wonderful um, information about shopping in a health food store, especially with your child that may have autism. Of course, as this show, as all of the shows, are archived on healthvoiceamerica.com, um, and Autism One also has um, all of the shows archived. I know on Kristen's website, my website, we also, my, my website is elementalsliving.com. Kristen, what's your website?
3: Um, they can go to, dot um, autismnationwide.org and, um, and we always post it there as well.
2: Wonderful. Okay. Now, because I love Enzimedica, and I, and I, and I don't say I love Enzimedica because they sponsor the show. I say it because I really do love Enzimedica. <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> they are a product that I would use whether or not they sponsored the show or not. Um, uh, but it's so kind that they do. But, um, I would like to talk a little bit about, uh, enzymes, specifically gluten ease. Uh, now, do, does a child who is strictly on a gluten and casein-free diet need to still be on an enzyme like gluten ease? Absolutely. I get this question
3: asked to me, Probably every lecture I do is, you know, what you're talking about, gluten-free, casein-free diets, and now you're telling me about gluten-ease. Why would I even contemplate on giving that to my child when I'm not giving them gluten and casein? Well, here's a great example of that. Well, we have to worry about um, cross-contamination. I want people to think about if you go to a restaurant, let's say, and the cook, you ask the cook to make some grilled chicken and maybe you haven't put it in some olive oil with some green beans and they, it comes out back to your plate and theoretically you should think there should be no gluten or casein in that. However, we have no idea what the cook may have had on his hands. We have no idea what was cooked in that pan prior to us getting our food cooked in it. We have no idea the spatula that the cook is using. And so I think it's important, especially for our kiddos, that are super, super sensitive. And, you know, a lot of our kids, like your son, Joey, goes on and they've healed and sealed the gut and his gut's in a good place where they're, they're pretty much doing great on that part of it. But a lot of our kiddos are super sensitive even to trace amounts of gluten and casein. Sure. And, and Joey was wise, for many, many years. Yeah, and that's why it's so important to, you know, have an enzyme where that's what, that's really what gluten is. when I recommend gluten use, at least, that's why I recommend it for those trace amounts because I know that, um, if Jackson even got a trace amount, it would, it would put him into like a whole other, um, a way of life for him and he would get gut issues and so gluten use has really been my best friend um, with my son. Um, And then there's other things that there's gluten in that people aren't even realizing. Um, You know, like our bubble baths, we need to really look and see, make sure what we're soaking our kids in are the shampoos or conditioners. And we were talking about this on break, but even um, like the stickers. Um, My son, for Band-Aids and stickers, he will have a huge reaction if I put On that, on him that has gluten on it. And so when you're in the health food store and those really sweet people that are coming up to you trying to offer the stickers. Um, honestly, I would either bring my own or and what I have done, I've donated stickers to my local health food store for not just my son but for any of the special needs children in there. And I think those are things to also remember that gluten is not just in the foods we eat. They're um, in Play-Doh and, you know, other things uh, that we touch daily. And so we're constantly getting trace amounts. And so I think it's important
2: for us to build up um, and get those enzymes in there to help uh, break up those trace amounts of gluten and casein. So, so does glutinase um, aid in the assimilation and the digestion of casein as well? Absolutely. And a lot of people don't know that because it's
3: called glutinase, of course, but it absolutely is gluten and casein. And so I feel like anybody who's on a gluten-free, casein-free diet, it is the best thing that they can have in their pocket because they are – so sensitive, especially if you have celiac or different things and you're already on that gluten-free, casein-free, or I guess for celiac a lot of them are just in the gluten-free, but still, nonetheless, so having that um, as a tool for uh, for you to take or an option to take, we've heard so many different people tell us just great results and that it's completely changed their life when they travel because especially when they are traveling, um, right. like I gave that example of having the grilled chicken and, you know, green beans cooked in olive oil, well, again, for those trace amounts of gluten and casein that could potentially be in there, um, we've heard people
2: tell us that they now can travel because they have gluten. That's yeah, that's fabulous. That's so nice to hear. So a few, last tips we have to add before we close our show today about um, some ideas of shopping. And uh, one one of the things that I would like to kind of share that we had not touched upon is to not – Overbuy on a product that you're not really sure. Sh- well, actually, in general, not to overbuy on a product. Number one, because all the ingredients might look good. It may look like it's the perfect item, and you take it home, and your child just really, really dislikes them, or, or they're just in general bad. I see so much waste going on with that. And so that's where support groups and things like that can be really helpful because you can, especially if you get a support group and you go to your health food store and say, we would like to sample a bunch of products they are not going to have a problem with opening a couple of boxes to have a bunch of people to pay test whether or not something is good or not. Absolutely. And then there's also, um, I know especially some the travels I've done in
3: the Midwest, and the Midwest is just awesome, I have to say, but, and I'm sure there's other places too, but um, what I've seen is, um, especially if you get a support group together, and you some of the, the local um, health food stores have uh, either a diet coach or a nutritionist on staff, Right. And if you talk to them and explain to them what you're looking for, utilize them because a lot of them don't charge anything, and they will actually do a tour of the store for you in your support group. Um, today they can show you some of the, the bigger items people are buying or some things people like. And also, too, if you um, I've heard people when they do, like, once a month they'll have, you know, they have to bring so many people, but the store will give an overall savings, and you know, depending on what store you go to. So you be really creative out there. And, you know, um, and if you're new, Try because Google's been I think all of our best friends. Right. Right. <laughs> but you know, don't forget to just you know, start doing some research and remember we were all there once before and we're all learning. Like nobody knows everything. And so you might be a newbie and find something that we don't know about that we've been around for a while and remember to share that with us as well because if we all don't learn from each like we all have to remember we're all learning from each other. Like nobody knows everything. But we're all um well we all keep excited and we all want to continue to learn and the health stories are the same way, like remember to teach them and a lot of times the one issue I have seen with health food stores is because health, the way they learned it, is a little different than while our community, the oxygen community, um, has to kind of a Tweak it a little bit and so a lot of times i'll go in there and they'll tell me you know this is really healthy or that's really healthy and milk is so good for you know your body which yes for general public that's what we've been taught however um that's again why it's important to give them some materials give them some websites and they are really open to learning and so don't be um don't be turned off if they do that know that they are doing the best they know how to do too and they're really passionate just like we're passionate and so um, that's been one thing I've really, um, really tried to remind myself of. Just because they don't know, sometimes um, they're really trying, and I think that they're even trying is a good thing.
2: Yeah and 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 remember the individuality of our children as well. I mean what what my son absolutely thinks are the greatest cracker in the world are not necessarily what your son's going to think is good. Mm-hmm. And and not only that, but he may really dislike something right now, but he might like it in about a month. Um which is why my other point I was going to make is if you take something home and you open it up and you find out your child really doesn't care for it much, if at all possible, Box it up to get as much air out of it as possible. Put it in a ziplock, whatever it might take. And if you can store it in the freezer for a while just to, to lightly keep it as fresh as you possibly can um, and then reemerge with it maybe a week later or a couple weeks later because what they didn't like back then they might like now. Absolutely, and
3: I know, like, um, as you know, I am I love the Sunrise Program, but they have this quote in the Sunrise Program that says, a no means no for five minutes. And what you can do is you can actually, you know, tweak that to a no means no for five days, or just because they didn't like it today, I love that thought of it doesn't mean they're not going to like it a week from now in two weeks. And Jackson is a huge, you know, uh, example of that. I mean, there's so many things I've introduced in He doesn't want to touch it, and then it could be his favorite thing two months from now. And so I love, we do, we freeze a lot of our stuff. And um, also, you know, I do try to eat, when he's eating certain things, I do try to eat in front of him the foods that I want to model. And I think that's also another tip. As parents, you know, try to model
2: some of these things, especially the prepackaged foods. Um, Keep them in your car and things like that. Wonderful. We've really enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you, Kristen, for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Terry will be back with you next week, and we'll be back with you next month. Have a wonderful time. Bye bye.